0: Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. I wish I'd have hit record earlier. We could have started with that. Oh, let's do crack. Johnny, Johnny wanted to do some narcotics. Again. Those days are over. I don't know. The WhatsApp group for your stag, do you, mate? I'm not sure <laughs>
1: I'm I'm not out of it. I'm out of it, now, aren't I? saw. So,
0: oh, you're not, you're not in it. Not anymore. I, I thought they would booted you out, but put you back in again.
1: Nah, no, Rob. They. I just said, look, oh, God, just put me in. We'll have a have a chat, or whatever. And you can just kick me out and go from there. Oh. They generally believe they'll dress me up, because there's there's no way on this this earth I'm dressing up.
0: <clears throat> well, there's a fair there's few no- of the other people, and as in us, and only one of you, mate. So. Mm.
1: There's no way he's going to happen, I'm not going to show you
0: that. I hate to say it, but you are a little outnumbered.
1: I don't care. It's
0: okay, well.
1: You did it's ring st- me yesterday, they said, well, where don't you want to go? <clears throat> I said, I don't want to go anywhere west from where, where I'm from. I don't want to go anywhere there, I don't really want to go, well, bend I don't really want to go there, but, and, what else did I say? I think that's it. And quite easy. I've heard really? that.
0: Huh? I've heard that. That's, what, that's what Shelley said. Wee. We have started recording, by the way, in case you're wondering. Mean, yeah. So just make sure anything you say is PC censored. <laughs> okay. Not rated 18. It should be interesting. If
1: I had my way, I'd just go for a spa day.
0: Yeah. I still think we should stick to my original per petition or um, idea. Can't think or I Vegas. I Vegas, yeah. So, that's you no know, two grand so it. So what? It'd be the best £2,000 you've ever spent. Yeah, ever.
1: Don't get enough grand spent.
0: <laughs> Mate, you've got like three houses. I know I appreciate that your houses cost about 20 quid where you live, but still. 30 quid. 30 quid, sorry. Where, are you? Where are you? Norwich. North. Fuck's sake, South. mate! How do you not know this? The northeast. East. It's Sovereign, definitely yeah. not northeast. east yeah. It's southeast, mate. Oh, is Can it? You, can't you tell from my southern accent? You do know, really. No. All right. We um the 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 Norwich accent or the Norfolk accent often gets cu- uh, um, accused. Oh, Jesus Christ! I did say before this call that my brain is dead. Um, confused with uh, the, the kind of the, either the Somerset or the, the Bristol accent
1: I can't see how they can do that uh, because it's Somerset nothing like your accent no at all. well
0: the, a proper Norfolk accent is a bit farmerish because obviously we do have a lot of farmers around here but um,
1: best accent you can have is East,
0: is East London what like filming? I'm, like, I'm, I'm the London you slags great good accent that's a good impression, to be fair. You like that, did Yeah, I did, yeah. Good. very good. Most of the accents you do just sound Indian, so at least that one didn't sound Indian. <laughs> That's quite <laughs> good. Oh, well. Um, Give us a man. Get god on a booze, will ya? Do <laughs> you know I thought Danny Dyer was on the line then. I honestly thought Danny Dyer was on here. It's so good. Yeah. Good, isn't it? It is good. Um, so, hello, everyone. Sorry for that short intro, uh, is what it is really isn't it, you should be used to it by now if you've been listening to enough episodes. Um, we are on episode what, number 103? I don't know. Someone concur. You, well you two haven't even been on for ages anyway so um, you probably wouldn't know. So the fact you've not been on for ages, hello Fran and hello Johnny. Um, hello. Give, give the listeners an update, let's start with Fran, what has been happening in your world?
2: Um, Lots of studying. Um, So I am coming to the kind of crunch point of my master's in terms of exams, coursework hand-ins, lab reports, in-class tests, um, all of the fun stuff. So I've kind of been a little bit buried under um, work basically. Um, Other than that, not too much interesting uh, is really going on. Uh, my training has been um, probably more relaxed than it has been in a very long time, in terms of kind of taking a bit of a step away from powerlifting, just because I was finding that doing like spending hours and hours in the gym and doing really heavy sessions um, wasn't conducive to then having to be productive for the rest of the day and work. Um, so, yeah, it's been pretty boring to be quite honest, but. I only got about another month, and then it's just my dissertation I need to crack on with over summer, so almost there.
0: Well, um, you're obviously going to be incredibly pleased when it's done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it is. Um, I think this is like uh, my fifth year in full time education at university, and I'm quite ready to kind of get on and get a real job and stop being a student. Um, so yeah, I am
0: looking forward to that. Have you got any ideas of what a real job is going to be?
2: Yeah, I've worked. I did a year with Mac Nutrition as yeah, a real job, working
0: full-time. Yeah, no, of course. But I meant as in, like, have you got any idea in terms of... Is, do you have a specific role in mind, or...?
2: Uh, um, So, the plan at the moment is to look around Loughborough, and obviously there's lots of, like, um, national governing bodies for different sports. So, I think you've got um, triathlon are up there, athletics are up there volleyball are up there swimming are up there and like there's a whole host of different um, sports that are all based on like one big campus over the back of this uh, university so the idea at the moment is to look for um, a job there which I can then kind of like build up the rankings um, and hopefully expand my nutrition clients a little bit more as well to kind of like supplement my income and put a bit more time and effort into that um, alongside kind of working a fairly standard nine-to-five.
0: Is the plan currently okay? Cool, okay.
2: things may change.
0: <laughs> well, the, the you, obviously you're in a fortunate position with um lots of opportunity around you, as you say, given where mm. you are in Loughborough, in the, in the field or topic that you want, but obviously, as well, the whole fit pro life you know, that also gives you a lot of flexibility. So, yeah, easy. you can go work on a beach for six figures if you want.
2: Yeah I'm going to need to um step things up a little bit before I can afford that one but
0: uh, right well you, the the thing is about all of that and what you didn't say and I know you meant but you get to help more people Exactly yeah you get to help more people which is obviously the the main reason why we do this
2: so. Mhm Yeah so I have more time and mental headspace to put towards that which yeah. would be
0: nice Yeah cool Johnny what's been happening in in um well Port Talbot Neath but what's been happening down your way son or actually, is it is it more like is it what's happening that East End, son.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'll take it. <laughs> right, Dan. Hi. Right. Um, I'm committed. i have finally committed to dieting proper. I'm like twelve pound down, or thirteen pound down now, so that's that's going good.
0: It's been four years.
1: Well, it's literally just since has been born. But, yeah, two
0: years. It's two, years. years. <laughs> two years.
1: Yeah. Before I really even bothered trying, really, so that's good. Um, going away on Sunday,
0: Centre Parks, France. Which oh, France? Yeah, sort of Westish France. I mean, we talked about because like we were talking about it's a lot cheaper, didn't we?
1: Yeah, it's like it, we went in August last, it so was, it's was pretty expensive because obviously the kids are on school and stuff. But like <clears throat> the equivalent cabin. Over in the UK in long league, is eight thousand pounds a week. who's gonna pay that unless you you're earning like a million quid a year, you don't care about money.
0: That's ridiculous, isn't it?
1: I'd never pay it. It's yeah. not it's not worth it, is it?
0: No. That's ridiculous.
1: Um
0: I've got centre parks near me, haven't I? And it's um we I I went one March once, that was four hundred and fifty quid for a three bedroom cabin. Yeah. That's good. Um, which isn't too bad, but I think it's like one of those things if you then go like three weeks later in Easter holidays, that's like three times the price.
1: Yeah. But like obviously in my shift so I can go. because I get eighteen days off every seven cycles. So I make but uh, so I can go any time year. So the difference between is that, May going Sunday and the difference between now and July, is it, is two thousand pounds a week. <laughs> difference
0: think how much test you can buy for that. A lot. A lot.
1: A lot. And that would help you more. Probably. Last longer. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, what else? I'm making toilet roll for you people. Kitchen roll. <laughs> so every time you wipe your ass, you can think of me. Or clean up <laughs> or something. I, think, to... yep,
0: I, I feel like you're more making it for my wife, mate, because she goes through a lot of toilet roll. I don't know what she does with it, like, you can use your imagination, but, unless it's a woman thing, but, she just seems to, I, I don't think at home I ever get to the end of a toilet roll. I can't remember the last time I had to throw a toilet roll away and replace it with another one.
1: What, do you, do you shit dust the whole
0: No, I just mean as in, like, I obviously you use so little toilet roll that the chances of me getting to the end is so slim, considering to her.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I live in a house of four girls and we do get through a lot of toilet roll
0: yeah. very quickly. I mean, I suppose you use it for amazing. And and I guess you probably have to use it for no matter what toilet you go, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And don't necessarily have to, unless you're Victor Meldrew. That's a reference Fran's got no idea what I'm talking about. Clear. No. Can, do, you, do, you, do you remember that, Johnny? Yeah.
1: yeah, One Foot in the Grave.
0: Yeah, but do you remember the uh, specific scene I might be referencing?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I do, actually. Is,
0: his, his missus obviously hates the fact that he's grumpy and decides to put Olbers oil on the end of the toilet paper because he had this habit of uh, dabbing his dinky with toilet paper when he finished. So she put all Ol- on it and I remember the final scene of the episode was him screaming, obviously, as he dabs <laughs> his, his winky. I do not believe it! I don't believe it, yeah. I also like the episode when he's buried his head or when he gets buried by those thugs mm. under his garden. They put a plant pot over it. So funny. That's good, that is. Fran, you need to go back and watch One Foot in the Grave. if You've never seen it. So
1: I, okay. I was always a big fan of Bottom. Bottom was the best. Bottom, yeah. Rick Mayo yeah.
0: and then. Um, Ian
1: yeah, great. Ah, uh, is um, dead, didn't he? I can't believe it. I know it's been a few years, like, but.
0: Which one? You know. What? Rick Mayo. He died, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. When?
1: Come, you are a two-go. Are you lying? No.
0: Look, Google it. I'm going to <laughs> right
1: now. Rick Mayall death.
0: Yeah, June, uh, June fourteen. God, are long ago. ago? Did not even know that.
1: They were legends, and did yeah. did you yeah. watch the young ones before that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, I don't think you were even born in. <laughs> no, probably not. I I mean, don't, I've never young ones, mid eighties, wasn't it?
0: 80s, it? it? Uh, bottom would have been nineties. Young ones, yep, probably in the eighties. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wasn't. I was, probably wasn't born when they, when young ones was first on, but. Nice, no. nice class.
0: What about um, Drop Dead Fred? For his talk about no. Rick Mail, what a film that was! You can't remember Stinky Stinky Bum Bum You go like, like
1: no. No, we were in uh I uh, was when we were the other day. We would like YouTube and all the classic kids TV programs when you were young. There's some of the stuff, and I would not. They wouldn't get away with it. There'd be so many bell ends, moaning and it's not flimming politically correct. It's like it was amazing. Uh, Morph.
0: <laughs> yeah. Trapped. Morph is on. Morph is on the latest Tesco advert because they're talking yeah. about um, their prices remind you of old things because the prices are so low and they've obviously brought back a load of retro oh. things in it. Um, mm. Just going, Just go back to Drop Dead Fred. Um, Nineteen ninety one. It came out. I just googled it. You don't, you don't remember Drop Dead Fred? If I show you this on video.
1: No? I I I know what I've never I've never seen it. Oh, I've, okay. heard, I've never well, seen it.
0: That's the uh, the lady from the Gremlins. Um, yeah. She has an imaginary friend who is Rick Mao, drop dead Fred, and they try and um, give her drugs to get rid of the, the imaginary friend, but it turns out he's just it's like super funny and yeah. But Blast. anyway, sorry, Francis. Is still thinking I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I'm a
2: 1995 baby. I have not a clue what went on before
0: me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Ninety-five. I was just starting high school. High school? You finished in high school. Yeah, I started high school in 95. Finished in 99.
1: Run the comprehensive school then. Do the Americans take over?
0: We don't have comprehensive school in, in England, Johnny.
1: Why not? High school is very American.
0: Well, that's just what we've always had, I'm afraid. Strange. Strange. Well... In a boil. Ah, gram, 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 back. well okay well i'm glad you're both well um yeah that's both, both well how are you i'm great yeah i'm absolutely fabulous you don't look great <laughs> do i not do i look great or just sound I great or just, I just i'm just wondering yeah i'm a bit tired today don't know why um just feel a little bit drained uh, generally obviously it's my friday looking after summer so she is quite draining she so can be very hard work um, I did do Tough Mudder last weekend. That's worth talking about. I loved it. It's the mm-hmm. third one I've done now. It was brilliant. Was it tough? It was tough and very muddy. Like, it's horrendously muddy. Like, there was points where there was a, there was this obstacle a few, a few miles in, which was just mud hills where you kind of have to climb up muddy hills. And they had like, silky, wet, really slippery clay. So it's really hard to get up and down them. And, and you kind of need help most of the time because um, otherwise you've just got nothing to grip hold of. And it's just it's really difficult. But... I come out at the end of it, and we all start having a mud fight. And I'm not even joking; it. I've I look like I just walked gone gone down underneath like a Turkish bath and got up again. That's mm. how much mud I was covered in. it's Ridiculous. Turkish baths are lovely. No, they're not. I stink. Stink. Yeah. Uh, was it the
2: twelve
0: oh, cool. Uh Ten, I think. But ten, yeah, 10, ten. I can't remember what obstacles. There were there's some quite good, good obstacles. Some are pretty hard. Some weren't so much. The electrocution bit at the end is always really nasty. Um, that's one of those things where people think, oh, it's not going to be that bad, surely." That no, is fucking really bad. I'm not. Is, you, there were some people that I was. I got to the end. And I got through, and I got hit three or four times going through by like the dangling wires, and I got hit in the pelvis one bit, and obviously that kind of like stunned me, and I ended up like stopping midway through, and I got caught in a gap. So lucky enough, I stopped in a gap, so I didn't keep getting electrocuted. But then I got stuck. I got this anxiety building up, thinking, right, I now got to get the next, I don't know, 15 feet out of here. Uh, but, because obviously, when you kind of wind yourself up and, and kind of beat yourself, like, oh, I'll get yourself motivated, and then you sprint through it. So you just start like fucking doing like a battle cry. and Aah! and then obviously, then this anti climax of getting hit and then getting stuck in the middle. And now I'm like, shit, I've, I've kind of motivated myself and wound myself up to get to this point. Now I'm sitting there thinking, All right, I'm panicking to go now. And I'm just standing there in the middle of all these wires, just thinking right, the anxiety's getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so I really need to just go because I just need. It's almost like ripping the plaster off. I just got, just got to go. So um, yeah, I managed to get out with a couple more, a couple more snaps, and then. Um, but they are really, really quite nasty. I will see, like once, once I'm out, stand there. And it's probably the funniest ten minutes, just watching people mm. coming through now. Cause see people just face plant. One, one poor bastard, um, literally went unconscious. So one mm-hmm. guy in our group. Um, I don't know when it happened, but I see him go over and he, and he face-planted. And I see it shock him as when he was laying on his front. So a wire just dangled across his back. And then he says he then went out cold. So um, someone had to, like, literally, someone ran him past him and had to kick him over and, like, roll him out the side almost. Because I've not, it was just continually getting shocked by laying on the floor underneath this wire. So um, they kind of rolled him over. But, yeah, you see people, there's one guy, like, almost did a Superman dive at the end to get out of it. And ended up going head first into one at the bottom. And I just see, I just saw it shock him in the head. And I was like, oh, my God. <coughs> but it's so funny. It's, on, just go on, go on uh, YouTube or, or Google it and just watch the people get electrocuted. It's, like, so funny. So, so funny. But no, it was a really good time. Really enjoyed it. It's, it's a great day for, like, camaraderie and stuff. Because you have to, obviously, help people through all the obstacles. And um, that does promote quite a nice atmosphere. The fact that it's not timed, you, it's not a race. So you don't get all the competitive bellends. um, you know, try and do it, people do stop and help you so yeah, definitely recommend it I said we should do a team one we should have done a team one but no one was interested in this one so it ended up just being me and a load of work crew
1: How much is it?
0: We paid about 70 quid but that was obviously quite a low price so I think like ticket prices, if you book it the the highest price, i.e. the shortest time to go, um, as in like a few a couple of weeks before it's due or say there's some 120 quid or something so price. Does, nuts. Yeah. That does that does go up in price a lot. I mean, seventy quid was quite good. We got a corporate package as well. So that seventy quid also included like um car park, free we'd have to pay for like store our bags, bag drop. We got like drink, drinks and food at the end of it as well, and like a corporate tent to, to kind of stay in. So um obviously that makes it a bit more worthwhile. But.
1: it was a bit steep,
0: on it. They all cost that sort of stuff. Got quite a nice t shirt. Got like a quite a cool or a decent quality t shirt like Tough Mudder T shirt at the end of it. Um I got so many free samples of shit. I must have come away with five or six protein Snickers bars, um, uh about four or five different Arla, like either protein drinks or those like quark and squat in like the squishy bags. Um it's Jimmy's iced coffees, three or four of those. Just come right, like they just they're just giving away all like in like the village, they call it, all the time. It's like fucking hell. Just keep throwing stuff at me, so yeah, come away. So, I'll probably come away about 30 quid's worth for like samples and stuff or like bars. Nice, so yeah, it's all good, it's all good. But yeah, maybe that's why I'm still tired, maybe I'm still recovering from that. It did give me a bit of a knee injury, so the running I've been doing weekly as training, and obviously we've been building up a bit of distance. and I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast in terms of injury, but it's been caught. I get to about five or six miles, my knee starts to cause me some pain, um, not enough to make me stop, but enough to obviously. Annoying the all the way, all the way through around, and then like it made me limp walking for maybe a day or so after every time, and it did. This this, this was the worst. It's been when I did Tough Mudder, like it was bad for about three days. I was walk around, so this knee niggles a bit annoying. It's just about kind of gone now, so I can only assume it's some sort of inflammation or something like inflammation of a tendon or or a ligament or something. So just because True obviously it, it does completely Absolutely. disappear. Say again.
2: Through repetitive like striking with yeah
0: someone and i'm gonna shout out i don't know actually your name um actually but someone on instagram reached out to me um their instagram account is something like activate um as in active and then the number eight um i'm gonna shout them out because it was nice for them to reach out active eight sports therapy um they haven't put their name on their instagram so i'm assuming it might even be a group of people or one person that just don't want to put their name out but um if you happen to listen Thank you for reaching out. Um, they did give me some, they said basically it's it's what I described as my problem. Seems quite com- common in runners. So it gave me a couple of little um, things to do to try and help. Uh, it sounds like I need to relieve, um, oh, what is it? I can't remember what it is now. We did talk about it. But basically like a, a muscle and, th- and tendon that goes down across the outside of my hip um, into my knee joint. Apparently that, that does get a bit irritated quite often by runners when they get certainly up to longer distances as well. So. Shout out for thank you for reaching out, it's very kind. On yeah, that note
1: joint. So the judges is really is
0: that okay, mate.
1: I wouldn't say running is the best for the, no, the job. Is really?
0: No, it's not, That's especially not on good. concrete.
1: Mm, do. No. But, isn't it there's is a little Lyle do you find a studies like eighty percent of new runners get injured? That's horrific injury rate, isn't it?
0: Probably. I mean we, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but Obviously, there's a certain irony, if that's even the right word, really. But when overweight people uh, look to exercise and lose weight, one of the most common things is, oh, I'm just going to go running. And it's probably when you are overweight, it's the worst time to go running because obviously the sheer force through <clears> your joints, et cetera, because of the excess like weight you're carrying. Far from optimal or ideal, and there's certainly far... Well, there's probably better ways to, to do some... some energy expenditure than there is going to be obviously running but it just seems to be the most common thing the done thing you know, people put on a pair of running shoes and they go run around the streets
1: yeah it's well, do what you love run as now mm. so, I ran oh.
2: the other day and my shins afterwards were just agony really felt like I gave myself shin splints in like one 5k run
0: well you might do obviously I used to suffer really bad when I was quite young um, like every time but I was also running in the equivalent of a pair of like Reebok Classics or something with zero support um, yeah. I went to I can't remember who I spoke to you. I spoke to either physio or a doctor or someone and they said buy a decent pair of running trainers I went and spent 100 quid in a pair of like well I didn't know if they were decent or not but they were expensive um, never suffered ever, ever again just from buying a pair of running trainers so fair go figure worth it shall we and... um, shall we crack on with today's episode because we're 23 minutes in i <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry I like to waffle Shh. um today we were going to do a listener q and a, and we are still that we were we are still so we've got some questions here to go over um i i'll just i'll start with the questions guys and if anyone really feels they want to answer it, put your hand up and just say, "I'll take this one please Shh. how does that sound? It sounds very organized um didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just like to, i like to be school teacherish. I like to be structured. Please, sir. Can I answer? Please, sir. That's what you're going to go into a bit of Oliver Twist then. Please, sir. Can I have some more? It's another well, thing. Fran's got no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Actually, you must have heard of Oliver Twist.
2: I know about Oliver. Have yet. you seen I've it though? That, yeah, or Have yeah, you read yeah. the book? Yeah,
0: I have. All right, good. Um, so okay, so okay, okay, so okay. Friday nights, forgive me. Anyone thinks I've been drinking. Um, speaking of drinking, so, question number one from a listener. Drinking super greens, <clears throat> will that help with your macros, or is it just a selling fad? So, I've read that obviously out um, grammatically how they've done it, so take that as you will, but who wants to answer that question? Please, Brett. <laughs> uh, Fran I choose you now go on then Johnny <laughs> you can answer it oh he's flipping me the bird now that's not very nice Johnny's doing all the old school uh, hand signs like wanker signs what you didn't do is the
1: dickhead
0: dickhead
1: yeah like, not no. a... I suppose it depends what she means or he I'm, I'm assuming it's a she for some reason why
0: <laughs> uh, it was a she yes
1: I shouldn't assume gender these days, you like Really, it yeah, could be a, be, a, be a Hoover or something.
0: You, you, know can, you, you can identify in what you like, mate. You can identify mm. as a vacuum cleaner. Why not?
1: Yeah. Why not, mate? So I suppose it depends what she means by. Does it help with your macros? I mean, it's a bit of a. I don't know. It's a bit of a strange question, I think. But I think greens drinks are probably a decent thing if you don't tend to get much veg in. They're not going to contribute that much to macros. It's going to be a relatively low calorie because it's going to be, as, as it says, for the greens. Powdered greens. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's going to be hard any calorie. So if you're looking, I don't know, if you're eating targets of like, I don't know, 200 grams of carbs a day, then a couple of scoops of that is not really going to contribute to hardly anything to that. But it could be a good thing if you don't really eat much veg or you might go a few days, if you're away for a few days you, and you you do not get the chance to eat much veg, then it could be a good thing, good for convenience, but like anything, it depends on it's marketed. There's companies out there who make it sound like you know, it was the best thing ever, and you need this to lose weight, or be healthy, blah, blah, blah. It's just like using what it is. It's a supplement to supplement your veg intake. If you don't have enough veg, take it. If you eat plenty, then if you want more, grab a hundred. You don't need it. So... It's not a can't much to macros, really. Was a couple of grams of carbs per scoop? So it depends what she means by "will it contribute to macros."
0: I was then looking at the uh, macronutrient profile because obviously it's going to be predominantly carbs, I'd imagine, given it's supposed to be powdered greens. But I've never actually had them, so I don't really know in terms of because I guess they're, they're very high um, density. Because I guess the whole point is you're supposed to get I don't know however many servings of greens in a shake so i imagine there's a lot so it should be quite a pack here funnily yeah. enough i mean well, one week was...
1: back well i've just
0: i've just found bulk powders anyway online so bulk powders nine grams serving has 28 calories gram. so five grams of carbs and um half a gram of fat so so yes i would concur johnny
1: take me if you want to take them um, but don't don't go buying it for the sake of it because someone says oh yeah they let me lose weight or something like it was, it was this magic of a supplement that let me lose weight or whatever
0: no. you know what I, mean? I don't know whether um, I mean I guess the question feels slightly misguided like you're saying that you wouldn't really be asked you wouldn't expect them to be asking about helping with macros you'd more be thinking would it help with yeah. micros i.e. like you say a supplement for to get some more micronutrients or phytonutrients in potentially Um, my, my understanding Fran you obviously don't chip in if whatever or whenever you want but I guess they're quite low fibre compared to eating that's the awesome. actual veggies. So I guess that's quite a um prominent part of, you know, greens, vegetables or whatever that, that um adds or, or adds to obviously the health benefit or health properties of these types of stuff. So if you're kind of avoiding fibre by just instead of eating fruits and vegetables, just drinking super greens instead thinking that it's gonna replicate or replace it it's Probably not, is it?
1: I don't know what
2: kind of mindset it gets you in as well. If you drink a smoothie in the morning that's like, oh, I've had all my greens for the day, then what do you base your other meals around? Do you then just have, just forget about greens for the rest of the day and then you probably don't have very much volume, very much satiation at any of your other meals if you're just kind of taking a powder in the morning and thinking, oh, I'm being healthy by doing this. Yeah. But that's like, I don't know, having completely uh, like micronutrient void meal or vegetable and fruit void meals for the rest of the day is probably not particularly ideal
0: no the thing is as well from in a a, um, well in in a typical western diet obviously it doesn't include germany a lot of fruits and vegetables obviously we know that most people should increase them so maybe for those types of people that aren't willing to eat more fruits and vegetables it, like Johnny said it could be a nice or an, an easier way to at least get something in but what what is always frustrating for me in these types of conversations is that it's relatively easy to hit like your your and or your RDAs of most vitamins, minerals phytonutrients um, by having a, just a reasonably varied reasonably inclusive you know, diet of some fruits and vegetables. It's not, it's not even that. It's very, put it this way, in the Western world, it's very hard to have anyone truly malnutrition.
1: You can buy a bag of frozen veggies for a quid, just pour them into a pan
0: and cook it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, exactly. Not, not, I mean, it, like the, the actual um, environment that we live in makes it quite easy to get for things like there are very cheap alternatives if people want to. Everyone claims about healthy eating is really, really expensive, but in reality it's not. not. It can be expensive, but it can also be very cheap. Um, but also even the amount you have to eat is still relatively low I think what people think I know everyone goes on about oh you should be having your 7 your 10 portions of fruit or veg a day um, I think to optimally yeah but I think if you're if you're just trying to avoid malnutrition or, or kind of just stick to your your R&I's or RDA's it's actually still relatively easy like you could probably get away of having a couple of portions of fruit or veg per meal and you're sorted that's not difficult is it
1: no What? Well, I and those people who, who grown grown adults who say, "I don't like any fruit or veg." I think like, you're a four year old, suck it up and stop complaining. And I've
0: got I've got a client, Jamie, who's said exactly that when we when we did our consultation. Bullshit, and it's bullshit, i it come not like a whole entire it, it, group. It is bullshit because when I when when I kind of probed into it, he then started to reel off things that he would actually eat. So, you yeah, can't eat more than you think sometimes.
1: Oh, I really want to lose weight because I'm so I'm so depressed. But I don't like fruit or vegetables. I don't like chicken. Well, crack on being depressed and stop complaining about
0: it. I like Johnny. It, back. It, back.
1: It, shut up, innit. <laughs> I Either commit to it or don't. So, I'm moaning and just do it. You grown up? You know, three eats and fruit and veg. Christy. What if they are three? What if they are three? It's fair enough, then.
0: Shouldn't be dancing.
1: <laughs> no, true. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> what if they're <laughs> a really obese three year old?
1: Then I'd blame the parents. See so what YouTube
0: Balance doing. <laughs> Probably. Um, before we offend anyone, <laughs> anything <laughs> to add on there, Fran?
1: anything then I don't care.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so what are our thoughts on MCT oil? That was the next question. Go was... on there, Fran, you must have well taken
2: um... it. Thoughts on MCT oil? I think the big craze of putting it in um, putting it in your coffee or having like a scoop of coconut oil or things in the morning, um, it basically all comes from the theory that if you eat this MCT oil, you're going to burn more fat. But the reason you're burning more fat is because you're eating more fat. Um, and that is just kind of like how your physiology works. So if you had a carbohydrate-based meal, you would burn more carbohydrates. But people kind of hear, oh, I'm burning more fat, and think automatically, oh, I'm burning the fat on my body. But you're not. You're just burning the fat that you're eating and taking in. You're not actually kind of like utilizing your body's fat stores. Um, And in most cases, by adding that in, in addition to people's diet, it's just adding in calories. Um, And therefore, if that's then putting you in a calorie surplus, you're going to be putting on fat, or at least if it's putting you at like a maintenance calories, taking you out of your deficit. You're not gonna be over the course of the day, quote unquote, burning more fat or body fat at least, you're not gonna be burning your body
0: fat. Johnny?
2: Yeah.
0: Before I chip
1: in. Plus, if you're just if you're scooping a tablespoon of coconut oil, even in your cooking or your it stuff, it's a shitload of calories for tiny, tiny volume that you're not gonna get filled up on. You could easily go into the three, four, five hundred calories of just oil. Tasteless, loads of calories, no satiation, just, I don't know, if you want to cook with a bit of coconut oil in the pan, yeah, crack on, but to take it as a supplement, but maybe if they refer to that, to me, it's just pointless.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the question, I haven't explained why, like, this is the thoughts on MCT oil, but, like... You can assume on what purpose they're taking it. So, obviously, Fran's gone over a couple or some, some rationale there. Um, for people that don't actually know, obviously, MCT oil is um, medium-chain triglycerides, um, which mostly come from what? Coconuts, coconut oil, um, palm oil. can't remember what else. Some dairy, I think. Um, but, yeah, there's this fad of, obviously, bulletproof coffee, stick it in your coffee. Some people um, just like to just cook everything in fucking coconut oil because apparently... Um, oh. Well, I suppose, like, one of the, the myths, or not myths, I don't know if it's the right, it's not a myth because there's some truth to it, but the, the actual result is not correct, what people claim to it to be. But obviously, MCT oil is metabolized different or oxidized differently, isn't it? It's obviously oxidized and metabolized with the liver mostly. Have I got that right? I think I'm right. Someone please tell me I'm right or uh, right.
2: I don't know exactly, but I know it's oxidized quicker.
0: Okay. So, i I, th- I thought a lot of it was i might be wrong but yes okay maybe that's where I've, i might be either way whatever um the whole point is that people then say that uh that's why it helps with weight loss as well because obviously it's either oxidized quicker or differently etc and therefore um it's not in the same way as other types of fats and that helps you lose weight which isn't actually true as like Franz suggested already so i suppose there are some claims for Cognitive benefits, that's another reason I think why they, st- they, they owe, what's his face, Dave Asprey um, Asprey uh, says stick it in your coffee because obviously it's supposed to make you really hyper-focused all day because you've got these MCT Now, well, I'll be honest, I haven't bothered ever to look into the evidence that much about it so I can't claim to be Well
2: it's funny because caffeine does that and if you just drink well, a coffee it makes you pretty hyper-focused so add uh, anything and claim that
0: there is that so yeah okay well anyway people ask for our thoughts we're not suggesting we're experts but our thoughts are waste of fucking time
2: and calories
0: and calories yeah that's certainly my, my response to that i'm sure there's better things you could be spending the calories on i mean if you like coconut oil you know you like the taste of it cooking with it's got a higher cooking point so um sorry it's got a higher burning point so when you're cooking with it it's probably a good oil to cook with so it doesn't go rancid or start to to like overly oxidize so that's a good thing but then obviously you do have to bear in mind that it does contain calories which is why loads of people in the fitness industry just stick to frylight or whatever because it's like one calorie squirt right let's just move on um johnny what do you think about people on steroids promoting supplements or training programs you're the best to answer this question
1: if if they're just selling supplements just because they sell settlements or, train, or just training programs because they sell training programs then you know, do what you want. But if you're doing it and you are saying this is what I've done to get what I am then you're just a knob because you know full well that no settlement is going to replace or be anywhere near as good as exogenous hormones that obviously men produce naturally but you're injecting 20 30 40 50 times more of then i just think you just need to look at your values and your ethics but if you do likely you haven't got any ethics you know what i mean it's like probiotics saying they don't do steroids it's like all right then, okay and is it the, was it was it Thor? Would make to do in started before and people were in outrage. Was okay, six foot nine, like four hundred pound. How stupid you have to be to believe he's not losing. Anyway, point is, if you're not here, do what you are on it, do we want? But just say, I use this, but I use these supplements alongside it, whey protein to help me hit my protein targets, which help me build muscle. Blah blah blah. blah. Then fine, cell programs fine, because also you need to train. No matter what you're using or not, but don't fill mm-hmm. people with "Yeah, you can look like me just by doing this and taking these supplements." Because sadly, people will believe it <clears throat> and they will pay for it. No, honest. Well, thinking it's gonna get them like them, when um, reality it's not. And the reality is, even even if you do the same more gear as them, you probably won't look again. Like especially if it's a pro body, you'll never look again like unless you are the wild well, it's got to be one in 10 million to be that level. What was it? 20 Olympia competitors in the world yeah. out of seven billion people. Well, was that three and a half billion men, maybe? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the odds of you ever coming near that are zero.
0: That's, um, that's a really good point, though. Because, uh, have you ever watched that documentary on Netflix called Icarus? Yeah, so obviously, actually, we, we spoke on the podcast before I actually yeah. think about it, but obviously, that guy started to use. Um, Performance-enhancing drugs, didn't he? And he still couldn't get as like up the rankings to the people he was competing against because obviously they were all using. But it just shows you that like genetics still play a huge part, even if you are using. So,
1: yeah, hundred percent, especially in physique. You know, physique sports because if you haven't got, it, you haven't got it. That's just how it is. It's, just, it's like basketball. If you're five foot four,
0: you will never be a poor basketball player.
1: No matter how much you drive, how much you train, and whatever you do, you will never be a pro basketball player.
0: Unless, unless they start to say that being tall is an unfair advantage and <laughs> everyone should have to be lower than five foot or lower well, than six. It's foot like here,
1: to stop playing basketball. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like people will never be. You look at, if anybody has ever met a pro bodybuilder, you think this man is a freak. You just can't comprehend the size of them. Like you will never get in there. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. No matter what you do, and this is, I know I diverge off the topic a bit, but this is why kids will start. But you like, people like Boston Lloyd, I do 20 mil a week. You say, like, well, you're never going to be a pro because you need that much. These top pros probably don't take that much because they're freaks. They're freaks. They can do anything they want and, and be bigger. Mm. That's not the point, is it? If it's a pro who's doing load of gear and seven, supplements, they can do whatever they like. Whatever you think about training, forget it with a pro bodybuilder because they can do anything they want. doesn't matter how good their form is. It doesn't matter if they do a body part split. It doesn't matter if they do four days a week, ten days a week. They train 20 times a week. It doesn't matter because they're all huge. So whatever you think about training, obviously the principles apply to them, but they They're freaks. So just don't bother. Because your pro body will selling anything.
0: Just don't bother. Mm. The, the thing is, like what a lot of people often miss about not just people on steroids, but anyone promoting supplements or products or whatever. The majority of them are promoting those products after they're in the condition they're in. So someone goes, "Oh, I've got this new whey protein and wants someone to sell." Let's go find someone jacked and ripped and ask them to promote it. They don't go, "Here's Mister Skinny Lad." Will you take this um, this whey protein and let's get you jacked and ripped, and then you can tell them how good this whey protein is, and then sell it to everyone? That's not how it works. So just bear that yeah, in the- mind. If you, if anyone sell anything, like the the guy with the six pack on the uh, labels, or you know the scantily clad bikini woman, they're not they they were probably doing lots of other stuff to get into that condition before even being approached or asked to sell that actual supplement. Yeah. So,
1: and they're obviously working hard to get in the, the condition they're in. And it's probably taken them a long time. Years and, years and years. You don't see people, obviously, the pro body, but you not see a huge difference. It's been you know, the first two years of training, but for most people, 10, 15 years in, that's people looking at, oh, I can be like that. Take our 12 week program. Let's look like me. Well, no, that's taken him 15 years. You know what I mean? It's never going to happen. Never, ever, ever. Unless, of course, you are the Ronnie Colemans of the world. You know what I mean? When you just start benching 150K. New walk in the gym you know what I mean that's a freak so <clears throat> if you do buy plans and online and settlements online just beware of what they claim and that can happen yeah. you know because I mean? you're not aliens you're not going to get go from 10 stone to 16 or 17 stone in 12 weeks it doesn't
0: happen I could it's do that challenge. I could do that I wonder
1: how factor you get yeah I wonder if you get a 7 stone one
0: yeah I could, I could put on 7 stone in 12 weeks
1: That'd be a good challenge.
0: Just mm. eat a few donuts. But didn't
1: that didn't that keto guy do that? Didn't he that one of those stupid knobs, no what his name is, um, whatever one of them, he gained loads and loads of weight. Uh, I don't know four or five stone, and then started dieting again. Oh, see, this is how easy it is. I said, well,
2: there was a personal trainer that did it and made it into a documentary where it was basically like how much weight can I gain in this amount of time, and then let me show you it's really easy to lose it all.
0: Well, it is, yeah. When you obviously purposely force feed yourself oh. up to a weight way, way above your settle, settling point,
1: yeah, but yeah, but I think it's like it's like a millionaire businessman right, who just goes right, give like, all well, all money away to nothing. I'll start again. Look how easy it's me to create a ten million pound business. When you we all know how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. It's not that doesn't mean to me it doesn't mean anything. It means most people haven't got the skill or the knowledge or a lot of things to be able to go from. Say 15, 16, 17 on a fat two tens, don't shred it or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like oh, yeah, relevant. To me, really like, but it makes it look good and it makes you look good. That it, I suppose there's give people belief, but sometimes it's a bit false. To me, yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Uh, Fran, why is hey. setting a protein target important? Hey. Why is setting a protein target important? That's what we were asked.
2: What? Wait, say that again. Why? Why
0: is setting a protein target important?
2: Oh, important, okay. Important. Um, So, um, for most people in the general population, um, they are generally, when people first come to us, they are under eating on protein. Um, And when I say under eating, I mean probably not eating between kind of like 1.6 and 1.8 grams per kilo um, and probably not spreading it out through their meals throughout the day. Um, So setting a protein target for most people um, just ensures that they are eating enough protein to kind of, um, especially if they're training, maximize kind of like their recovery um, and their adaptations to training. Um, and also just for general population to be able to hit kind of like a base amount of protein um, also kind of like increases satiation in meals um, and yeah I mean most people undereat, so setting a protein target is usually a good first step to try and get them to increase the amount they're eating no it almost feels like a
0: trick question no it's not it's not just you know, I suppose there's there's a differing lack of knowledge between listeners, I suppose. So, um, yeah. I I definitely concur. I think, for experience, a lot of people that have I've started working with, um, when you say under eating protein, some not even hitting the government RDAs of like, I don't know what it is, like point four grams of uh, per pound or whatever it is, like 8, eighty grams for like a. 80 kilo male I don't know it's not that much. I don't know what I've always said I 80 kilo male yeah it's about 0. 0.4 isn't it so um, yeah that's that's obviously a lot lot lower than we would eat, we would generally recommend for even people not even lifting weights so yes Johnny can you add
1: uh, not really yeah, yeah.
2: I suppose if the listener is someone that already has like a a good um, understanding of nutrition and diet And it feels like they eat a sufficient amount of protein and know that they kind of hit in and around the recommended kind of like allowance, then yeah, maybe you don't need a protein goal. Maybe, like, maybe if you're just intuitively eating and you eat enough protein anyway, you're fine. But most people having goals, at least like a minimum of like target.
0: Cool. Um, and does that, that, well, the next question kind of links in a little bit because the question was, how much protein for a woman for muscle gain and fat loss? So it kind of links in. Who wants to tackle that? Say again, sorry. How, come on, l- let's pay attention here, Johnny. How much protein for a woman for muscle gain and for fat loss? Just reel off what you'd recommend. Um...
1: Well, I mean most people want to lose fat these days and I suppose but depends on the person but ideally maybe around 1.82 grams a kilo so obviously 50 kilos 100 grams protein as an example um, but I, I go with sort of ranges I've been down to like 1.6 grams a kilo. And then anywhere to two depends where people fall naturally. So if if, if you said between one point six and two grams per kilo, then I think it'd be alright. I wouldn't change it too much for muscle gain, really. I'd probably drop a little bit to have some more carbs on fat, but probably wouldn't dramatically change it from there, really.
2: I'd go as far as to say for fat loss. Potentially even pushing it a little bit higher for satiation, especially if you've got a like smaller female. So, like two grams might be maybe only a hundred grams of protein.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, potentially pushing it a bit higher for satiation, and also if they're training hard as well, just producing muscle mass loss. I think there's recommendations up to like
1: 2.4, 2.6. Yeah. Isn't so, uh, mm-hmm. Was it Helms? Was it was Helms? Was it three point yeah. two per? It lean mass
0: based on lean mass yeah obviously you've started to worry about lean mass problem is people don't know how to calculate their lean mass like accurately or effectively do they mm. because obviously you've got to then start work out how much body fat you hold compared to obviously the rest of your mass so it just gets I tend I never even worry about lean mass I just stick to um body body weight or body or just total mass but I might taper it down a bit if someone's um severely overweight I might so I'd worry less and I might just use a, a lower percentage or a lower um, ratio. So I know I might not go for like 2.2, say, grams per kilo for someone that's like severely overweight and I might just be comfortable with 1.8. Knowing that, obviously it's going to be, their lean body mass is going to uh, be well over and above, or that's going to be well over and above the, what would be the equivalent if you were looking at lean body mass. But yeah, I agree with Fran. I think with dieting, I'd probably push it higher than, um, than two grams probably for the reasons she said.
1: I think for general population, never dieted it before. As I think, don't worry about it too much in terms of, I've got it 1.8 or 1.7 or 2. No. Be in a range of this.
0: That's a, that's a fair point as well. If you just start dieting and you're already starting on a low protein intake, so asking someone to go from, sorry, that's someone using a bit. Asking them to go from one gram per kilogram to 2.2 can be quite a jump. In terms of just just general um you know getting used to eat, eating that much protein you know the, the actual dietary changes and the the, the um, logistics of it as well like buying it and you know affording it and that type of stuff that can obviously be quite a jump so I think cool um this is a good question this one johnny i think you said you were keen to answer this one weren't you, say? Um, I walk around 14 to 16 miles a day, and I go to the, well. It says plus gym, so I go to the gym. I'm struggling to eat more than 1,400 calories per day. Any advice on how to eat more while losing weight? My weight hasn't shifted in two months.
1: Right. Ideally, we need a weight. Is it is it a female again?
0: Or is it yes. male? I'm <laughs> assuming they female. I don't know why. Well, 1,400 calories a day is reasonably low for most males, would not it? But... Yeah.
1: That's me. Oh
0: dear. Turn that off. We're on flight mode. Um,
1: Ideally, need to know a weight. Make, you know, decent recommendations. But if you want to lose weight, you do not want to be eating more than you are when you're not losing weight now. It's totally the opposite of what you should be doing. Because, watch Naked and Afraid. They're all in mas what emasticated, well, so you say. Shredded.
0: Emancipated. Whatever. Skinny. Losing.
1: Yeah. Darker. Losing all body, body weight because they're not eating. Not because they're not eating enough. Because they're not eating. If you're not eating anything, then you're gonna get shredded. You're eating too much. So that's why you're not losing weight. So you don't want to be eating more. You want to be eating less. What you really need to be doing is being honest with yourself because you're not walking thirty five thousand steps a day, which is about what fourteen to sixteen miles is, and the gym and eating fourteen hundred calories a day unless you weigh the same as this glass in my hand. You know what I mean? This is not I do need another weight, but you're not eating fourteen hundred calories a day. I walk and having that level of activity. And not losing weight, so you're probably either being you're lying to yourself, which, is, which happens a lot. You're snacking and you don't remember, which also happens a lot. You're dramatically, well, if you if you're tracking calories, you're doing it potentially you're doing it wrong, and um, um, just eating too much because if you were in a calorie deficit, you'd be losing weight. So you're not in a deficit obviously scale weight can go up and down with females quite a lot if you're not losing over the last two months you're certainly not carrying deficits you're eating too much so firstly where they get information from you need to stop listening to them for one and then as a rough idea for yourself times your weight in body weight times your body weight in kilos by 22 that gives you a rough idea of where your BMR is, so what you, what you burn to exist. And then times that by 1.7 because of your ridiculous amount of activity. And then see how many calories that turns out does. So you should be roughly maintaining weight there, which you seem to be. You'd be surprised at how, how high that is. And you're probably going to be hundreds and hundreds, if not four figures below that, and you're not losing weight. So you need to think, well, what am I doing wrong? Am I could it be an overestimate activity? I don't know if you've got a Fitbit. bit, maybe probably not, but you need to reevaluate your whole diet and how you're tracking your calories and why you think you're eating fourteen hundred when you probably didn't probably double. Depending on your weight, obviously. I mean if you're fourteen stone, you're most certainly not eating fourteen hundred calories a day. I mean if you're seven stone, then it's a bit more. Um, practical to eat that and maintain weight possibly but you're probably not so you're not losing weight because you're not on a deficit
0: that's it not nodding but that's your yeah. thing to say
2: I would the only thing I was thinking throughout as Johnny was saying that was kind of uh, I suppose talking about when some people say Oh, I'm now eating more calories and I'm losing weight. Or you go to a PT and they raise your calories a little bit. Sometimes, say you set your new calorie goal to 1600, 1700, 1800, and you can stick to that. You might start to see a weight loss. If before you were sort of having 1400, 1400, and then going on a mad binge for a couple of days, and then coming back down and restricting yourself, and then going on a mad binge for a couple of days which would mean that actually over the course of a week your calories are super super high whereas if you could realistically stick to the 1800 calories throughout the week every single day be nice and consistent with it you might start to see your weight dropping if that was kind of the issue you were having and that's why anecdotally some people are like oh my PT raised my calories and now it's amazing because I'm eating 400 calories more and I'm losing all this weight when realistically it's just helping you be more adherent to the
0: diet that you have been set very good point um i was the only thing i I would probably add that i was thinking is there could be some people where they have uh gone into starvation mode and obviously will now store fat on very low calories so why
1: are you saying things like this
0: (laughs) how straight can
2: you keep your face
0: um Right. <laughs> uh, I guess, well, they, they may have driven down some neat and, mm. you know. Or
1: well, they lay in bed all day.
0: And just let, yeah, mm. they might, might walk 14 miles a day, but then they basically just don't move. Well, actually, to be fair, if you're walking 14 miles a day, you probably move most of the time you're awake, let's be honest. It's quite a lot, it's quite a big distance.
2: The <laughs> caveat would be as if this female struggled from PCOS, which does drive down your metabolic rate way more than you would expect a normal person to. But again, if you did suspect that that was your issue, you'd go to the doctor. Yeah, you need tests for that. But that is one reason why some women
0: struggle to lose weight yeah, on low gym. calories. Yeah, the gym. I mean, to be fair, there'll be some men that might struggle to lose weight on 400 calories, but if they're not that active and small, then
1: just a rough calculation on seven stone. So, her level of this is all rough, obviously. Her level of activity, is seven stone. If you, were in, if you were on eating 1,400 calories a day, you'd still be in a slight deficit because you'd be roughly 1,500. I know it's a tiny deficit, but 1,500 calories a day to maintain weight, roughly, with that le- with that level of activity. So 1,400 in my seven stone would be, well, hundred calories is not near the, you know, there, really, is it? But mm-hmm. you still in a deficit. So what's the average woman in the UK now? It's, got to be, it's heavier than it's ever been, isn't it, I would have thought. Well. Even if even if it's ten stone, then you know something's wrong somewhere.
0: Yeah,
2: context. I'm about I'm fairly average height, five foot four, waist sixty, sixty between sixty and sixty two. I did the calculations when Johnny said it, and I would it spits out my maintenance at about two thousand three hundred with a high-ish activity level. So obviously fourteen hundred for me at 60-ish kilos, which isn't particularly heavy for a female, is a very high or like a particularly high maintenance if, say, I was doing all of those steps per day. Um, so I'd be in a massive deficit if I was eating 1,400.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose the other thing might be, and while we keep like, like going on about this one question, I suppose, but um, obviously there are some studies that shows that people's expected metabolic rate is lower when they've lost significant amounts of weight compared to someone that hasn't lost that weight at the same body weight. So that could be another thing, you know. but then I think that's probably what five, 10%. So they might be burning five, 10% less than, you know, someone else weighing the same weight that has never lost the amount of weight they had previously. So, cause we don't know whether this person might use, you could have been like severely obese and has lost loads of weight already. Um, and then their, their multi- metabolic rate might be lower than potentially expected now given that, but, anyway. You don't know, we don't have, so we're just throwing context out there, aren't we? Um, okay, last question. Best way to drop a bit of fat in three weeks? Um, I get it takes time, but any tips? Uh, I'm clean eating, just want to see if there's any of I can do extra. Don't eat. I said that to my mate. My mate texted me once and said, I'm going, on, I'm going to Mexico, and I think he said something like in a week. Um, what can I do to, to shed some weight for a guy? I said, just don't eat for the next week.
2: We'll get
0: food poisoning. Hmm, that's a good one. Yeah. Or oh, Aids, aids would be good. Uh, I'm not sure AIDS would settle quick enough to have oh, instant so weight it. loss. I think you'd have a if... function weight loss, or oh. what would I thought? Mm. Well, the food poison at least would be a bit more um, acute and quick, mm-hmm. rather than you know the chronic effects of AIDS. Protein
1: um, spot and modified fast. Do that for three weeks.
0: Well. Yeah, my only problem with that type of stuff, and I, and be honest, this is also something that I've used with two clients that have gone on holidays recently, in that I don't think it helps psychologically to do that. Yes, you oh. get because you get you get good results, don't you? In that, obviously, you see some really quick weight loss because um, obviously, one, you're in a you well, you should assume that puts you in a quite a large calorie deficit. Obviously, you're going to see quite a bit of weight loss. You're going to see a lot of um, water drop from carbohydrates, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but. If you then go on holiday and have holiday mode kick in and suddenly in the airport you have a burger and chips or pancakes or whatever, by the time you get on holiday, you're like, I've just fucked up three weeks' worth of progress in one meal because obviously the water retention and stuff. That does genuinely happen. And obviously I think psychology that can fuck people up. Yeah,
1: I think if you're asking them three weeks out, it's, it's something wrong with the psychology anyway probably.
0: <laughs> Whoa, mean. Um, no, I suppose, I mean, the, the reason I said that is because I've started with, with, like I said, with a couple of clients. I've, I've kind of moved to an approach where I try to stop them dieting like a week at least before holiday mm-hmm. um, for, for, a, for a couple of reasons. One is that, because I think psychologically it's better, but also, two, I guess you hope some of the hunger and diet fatigue has dissipated slightly so they go less crazy on holiday as well.
2: I was about to say when you first come off a diet and you're super food focused. If you do that on the day that all of that food becomes hyper available, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster.
0: I I remember doing something like a eleven week diet or something once before I went on a two week. Um, well, I wasn't like yeah, two week all inclusive. Uh, well, it was it was like two three days in Vegas and then eleven nights in Mexico. So the Mexico room was all inclusive anyway. The Vegas might as well have been all inclusive because obviously you're going to like hotel buffets, which are ridiculous, but um and I, in those two weeks i put on 21 pounds so,
2: i used to love your stories when you went on holiday and you track all of your intake and you were in like that, triple your intake it's ridiculous
0: holiday. yeah it's, i still do it i just don't tell people anymore <laughs> that's
1: what, these these ten thousand calorie challenges
0: you on youtube is that's easy i think most of them are yeah i think some some like the chicken nuggets one seemed like it'd be quite difficult because you can imagine chicken nuggets get boring really quick mm. I think
2: I would struggle to get 10,000
0: calories no I don't think you would I just, the way I look at it is the people that struggle they're just not picking the right foods because they can obviously pick whatever foods they like you know you see people go I'm going to eat 10,000 calories they're good, see what it's like and they end up eating fucking chicken and rice it's like you're an idiot mate you should be eating Nutella at the jar and you should be eating fucking pancakes you shouldn't be eating chicken and broccoli
1: you think if you add three New York bagels with 50 grams in the tear each, you're in like 1,500 calories. Easy. Yeah, so that's well
0: over a thousand. Straight, straight thing. and I could do well, that. I could do that without even blinking.
1: And down, down, down a pint of milk, full of fat milk, gold hot milk, then 200 calories.
0: Liquid calories don't count.
1: Oh, do they? Oh, straight enough.
0: They? all about four What's bagels. They do? They not count. Is there a rules for this ten thousand calories? Well,
2: all the YouTube ones online, they don't count.
0: I haven't really watched any, so I don't know. I didn't know there was rules, but
1: I could easily attend. Easy, a pastrami naan bread from an Indian is probably a thousand calories.
0: Oh, that's the tits as well.
1: On its own, yeah. eight hundred to thousand. Right, of an Indian, you're probably in the two and a half thousands. Easy. easy. Do it at the end of the day. Mix a bowl full of cereal, full of like chocolate pillows. or mean, full of fat milk. No, the milk don't count again, is it? But yeah, milk's nice.
0: Easy. I, I don't see why it doesn't count. It's calories.
2: Is this the rule that's been like thrown out quite a lot? But
0: I, you could even chop up
1: a peanut butter a Krispy Kreme donut and put it in the cereal.
0: Yeah. Maybe I need to do a ten thousand calorie challenge to stop claim making claims that, I, that I've never actually done. I probably need because I keep saying I think it's piss easy. Maybe I should just do it just to go. Fuck it. I won't film anything because I don't want to glorify binge eating, but.
2: Oh, make some
0: good content <laughs> I'm joking I was joking. I remember obviously when we had Mike and Dan on and obviously yeah. they, Mike went off on one because uh, someone had said that that was glorifying binge eating behaviours and could be damaging to, to obviously his audience
2: likewise posting a dieting meal could be damaging to someone yeah. that struggles the other way so yeah.
0: no, there's
1: always someone to... leave
2: everyone
1: okay. stop playing if you don't like something don't watch it
2: yeah, don't follow the person. Don't you?
1: follow him or her, whatever. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: great.
1: I
2: went through my Instagram the other day and just unfollowed. There was loads of people that I followed that didn't particularly affect me positively when I looked at them. Either I would like compare my lifting to theirs, or I wouldn't like the like the message that they put out was quite negative or anything like that. And I went through and I literally slashed the people I followed like in half. And it's the best thing I've done on
0: Instagram. I I need I feel like I need to do that, but yeah. I also feel like I'd I'd feel like they they think I'm being really rude. So, but
2: will they even notice? Probably, like probably
0: not. It's probably really like arrogant or self centered or narcissistic to even think they would even notice. But
2: but so. it doesn't matter if people think it's rude if they're negatively impacting your in like your time on social media or your life your mindset. <laughs> I unfollow people that I know in real life just because like I was comparing myself to them and I didn't want to log on to Instagram and do that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Was it um was it like Johnny's lifts that like you should unfollow Johnny because his lifts are too too, too, yeah.
2: too Intimidating.
0: Yeah. Come on, now. Sorry, Johnny. Are you joking, mate.
1: I'm asking everyone my lifts at the minute.
0: Well, you've missed your chance of updates on him. You should have done that at the start.
1: Mm-hmm. They're going they're going good. I'm happy with
0: them. Doesn't matter unless you're a powerlifter anyway. if it's hypertrophy you're interested in, it doesn't fucking matter, so
1: No, that's true. I done 120 for ten on the squat the other day. Pounds.
0: Yay. Hundred and twenty nuts. <laughs> uh, were they were they in were they in pound coins or was it in fivers or? Fifty pences. Well, that'd be quite heavy, I imagine actually. <laughs> uh, Right, on that note, we've reached the end of our questions. We're now seven in. Hopefully the people listening um, found it useful. Um, if not, then I'm sorry for us just waffling on shit that you didn't find interesting. But <laughs> it's what it is, isn't it? Um, Johnny, what the fuck is that?
1: Stupid dog, running of the news. Right. okay.
0: Um, for people listening... Uh, we'd love you to, to leave some reviews if you haven't already before because we haven't had any reviews in ages actually, which is, shows that our audience maybe not isn't, isn't, is, uh, is not isn't expanding as much as we would like. Um, so please do that. If you're not part of the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Um, you will be the first to be notified if you are about when we launch our next project photo shoot because the last one was such a huge success. We want to do it again. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And anything else? No. That's no.
1: It.
0: Right. On that note, um, do go enjoy whatever you two would usually do on a Friday night. Now. I'm going to read. Nice. I need to
1: wash my hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> a well-
0: good <laughs> thing. You go wash, you wash your hair, Johnny. Yeah.
1: I've washed it so much. I've washed it
0: off. Right. <laughs> right. Bye.
1: All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.